your is Holistic Harmony Hobby, your holistic peak performance coach. It's a great day to be grateful. And today we're going to talk about emotions. Emotions is such a big part of the human experience. And I felt like it's only right to talk about it, only right to devote an entire episode to it. So I wanted to start off with a little bit of my own personal journey with emotions. And, you know, being a man, it's very very different uh, than it is for women when it comes to emotions. So I'm going to do my best to really lay down what it was like for me growing up. But my father, uh, which is important to bring into the picture, he was a a very emotionally expressive man. Uh, But I but but it was really with the either the super excitement or the anger. There was very little in between. All I really saw were those ranges, right, where he was so angry or extremely happy and for the most part very indifferent in between and that was my idea of emotions growing up so when i started to become a teenager and started to get frustrated and and all of these things that were kind of new to me because of these hormones that were happening i did what any kid would do and that was just kind of imitating my my father and because he didn't have the tools uh, to respond in a emotionally responsible way, he would lash out and, you know, fortunately would never hit my mom or anything like that. But, you know, he did a number on the house and I followed suit. So I was going around as soon as I got frustrated to a point where I didn't know what to do with my anger. It just came out and I would end up putting holes in walls, flipping stuff, breaking stuff. It, it was really bad. It was really bad. And it wasn't until... I started to realize that I don't want to repeat this pattern. I don't want these emotions to get the best of me and there has to be another way. And that's where I really started to work on my emotional intelligence or EQ. And emotional intelligence is just so huge. Uh, IQ, which is the standard measure of intelligence, but emotional intelligence is really how well are you at navigating these different emotions that come through. And we're going to talk about what emotions generally are from a a metaphysical standpoint as well as you know a biological standpoint i mean there's just so many different ways to look at emotions but understanding that i am an emotional creature and i need to know how to navigate these different patterns that come up so that i don't find myself reacting or, or, or you know just not being able to hold it and that really speaks to the importance of emotional intelligence. I think as men specifically, one of the greatest ways that you can level up is to understand what's going on with your body and and, and the emotional state that you're in. And we'll talk a little bit later about emotion and vibration and the similarities there, but understanding and putting words to the different sensations is important, but it can also be detrimental. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But expanding your vocabulary to understand the difference between angry and frustrated between sad and grief you know understanding that uh, it really helps you just move in the world and communicate in a way that will have your needs met because how somebody responds to you based on if you're angry versus sad are two completely different responses so understanding that helps other people and when you communicate that clearly it helps other people know how to navigate and what you truly need in that moment if it's hard for you to express it yourself so emotions are really really powerful i mean they are much more powerful than thought 
if you think about it. So our thoughts drive our behaviors. Before anything comes into existence, it has to serve as a thought, right? Before somebody created the laptop, it had to exist as a thought. Hmm, I wonder how, how we can take this PC and turn it into something that's portable. How can we, how can we get this in every person in America, in the world, and just make it portable. I had to start off as an idea. So our thoughts influence our behavior tremendously, but emotions influence it more. Emotions are much stronger than thought. And let me know if this has ever happened to you, right? You set your intention for the next day. Yo, it's the next day, tomorrow, I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna wake up early, I'm gonna do all of this. And, and boom, bam, you're excited. You got everything planned out, you're ready to go. And then right before you head to bed, you get a text or you get a call from your mom, your father, you know, a significant other, some news that just really shocks you and it just throws you completely out of whack. Now the next day, how hard is it to get into that routine? How hard is it to execute that strategy? And for a lot of us, because we don't necessarily understand what's going on, we tend to bring that back into ourselves and think that we're the ones at fault, right? So when you don't, execute on that strategy that you had set out the night before what happens and what i see happening with a lot of people is they'll point the finger back at them and they'll be you know they'll get hard on themselves and say man you you're so stupid why couldn't you do this this and that without understanding the power that emotion has and because they're not fully finding ways or creating ways to express it it's getting stuck in the body and and that's a big, big key to understand that what we don't allow to pass through, we become. And I'm sure you've seen it with a lot of people where they just seem to have this angry disposition that they're always upset about something. And what happened there is that the emotion of anger or frustration or whatever it was got trapped in their body at some point in time and wasn't released and eventually just became that natural disposition. disposition. It's just naturally their tendency to, to, to act, whether it's sad, angry, happy. I mean, you can see how if you don't create the conditions to allow that emotion to flow through you, it could end up getting stuck in you for a day, two days, a week, three weeks, months and months and months. And that's really what we call depression, right? It's like being pressed down by, by the world and the worries and everything that goes on in your mind, but understanding your emotions and being able to navigate that is huge, huge, huge. And one thing that I really, really like, I'm a bit of a history nerd. I love reading about history. I love learning about history. I think there's so many lessons that are embedded through what other people have been through. And granted, you have to take it with a grain of salt, right? Because the victors get to write history. So we're only reading what the winners of whatever conflict or whatever happened uh, is, is, is putting down. And granted, there's some level of objectivity, but the further we go back in time and in history, the, the, the more murky those waters get, let's just say. And I really like what the Hellenics said. So the Hellenics were basically uh, where you would consider Greece and, and Turkey, Asia Minor around that area. And they had a very healthy view of emotions. I think one of the healthiest views and viewpoints that you can have when it comes to emotions. And what they would say and how they would view emotions, they would see them almost like passing visitors, right? So you have a home and then you hear, you hear a knock on the door and you open the door and boom, there's sadness. 
And so they would say, oh, sadness is here. I wonder what sadness is here to teach me. Okay, you know, what's going on, sadness? What is this here for? It was a passing visitor with somebody that was coming with a gift or a lesson or something. And then eventually they would, you know, overstay their welcome, so to speak. And then you could tell sadness, all right, goodbye, sadness. Thank you. Farewell. And let them go on their way. And there's something really healthy about viewing emotions in this way because now it's not something that you have to fight against it's no longer something that is deterring you from whatever progress that you feel you should be making or oh i shouldn't be feeling this you know i i should be feeling grateful or whatever it is when you start to understand that it's a temporary it's a temporary visitor that's just coming here to teach you something it allows you to take a step back and view it a little bit more objectively almost like from a bird's eye view and something really magical happens when we can take a step outside of our lives and view it dispassionately, almost mechanistically. And honestly, that's a big value of coaches in, in this space. I mean, that's what they are supposed to do. They're supposed to take a look at what you can't necessarily see. You're, you know, you can't see the label when you're in the jar. You can't see the picture when you're in the frame. So having a coach, whether it's on a basketball level like Phil Jackson and Mike Jordan, he could see, oh, Mike's actually not stepping to the side and that's why his, his shooting is off and he can tell him that and mike is so in the game he's just so in the in the motions that he can't necessarily see that and that's what's great about having a coach that they could look at what's going on and dispassionately basically analyze it and and you don't necessarily need a coach to do that but it's much easier with someone and you can do it yourself and this is a great way to understand yourself a little bit better is, is, is taking that step back and asking yourself, okay, this is temporary. What is this really here to teach me is, is, is one level, but there's something recently that I've discovered about emotions that, you know, it took me, what, 28 years to really start to grasp. And that's the difference between emotions and physical sensations. So a lot of the times I would feel this physical discomfort in the pit of my stomach and I labeled it as anxiety. And as I mentioned before, sometimes it is important and necessary to identify what emotions you're feeling, especially when it pertains to how other people are interacting with you because that then they kind of understand how to work with you or talk to you or communicate with you. But when it comes to internally, sometimes it's not the best idea to immediately jump to naming it or trying to figure it out, trying to intellectualize it, because that pretty much is defeating the purpose of the emotion being there in the first place. It's really there to teach you something, but it doesn't speak in the same kind of language as the brain does. The heart and the brain are very different organs. And while the heart itself can think, I mean, it's been shown to have over 40,000 sensory neurites in the heart itself, almost like neurons in the brain that communicate with the heart, communicate with the gut. So there's a lot of science behind that. But besides that, there's a lesson embedded in there. And sometimes the best thing to do is to feel the sensation without labeling it. I'll say that again, feel the sensation without labeling it. So if you've ever stubbed your toe and you just sit there and you're like, oh, and you close your eyes and it feels like your entire consciousness just shifted to your toe and it's throbbing and it's like your entire awareness is just in that one area. You can do that when you feel some sort of emotional discomfort as well. And what you'll find is when you stop, breathe, really feel into it, just like you stubbed your toe, it starts to dissipate. 
it starts to dissipate very, very quickly. And the sooner you accept it, the easier it can really go. So a lot of people talk about controlling your emotions. And this is a really important part because I think a lot of people are mistaken when they say control your emotions. A lot of people have the idea that when someone says control your emotions, that means suppress it. So you see it like in the grocery store, a kid will be crying and they'll tell the kid like, stop crying, like, you know, like control yourself, that kind of thing. And there's a huge fundamental difference between suppression and projection. And that's really the point that I want to drive home here. Suppression is essentially taking that emotion that's coming out, that's spraying out of you like a fountain and putting a plug on it and pushing it all the way down. That's suppression. Now, suppression isn't always the healthiest thing. It does have its moments. There is a time where suppression is actually necessary. And the only time that that is, is when it's really not the place for it. Uh, but the little caveat, the little asterisk there is that you have to create the space for you to feel that emotion if you suppress it at one point in time. So if you're out in the supermarket and you're around a bunch of people and you got some really devastating news um, and you don't want to let it all out right there, sometimes the best thing to do is to just push it down for a little bit, create some space later on in the day or at a point in time where you'll be able to fully feel that out without any distractions. And then that's the best course of action. Because if you try and allow yourself to express it fully in a in a um, environment that isn't completely conducive to it, you're only going to feel those emotions 50% of the way. And then the other 50% is going to get stuck, right? So you want to feel that through. But suppression and projection are very different things. And projection tends to happen more so with anger more than sadness. But the difference being suppression is pushing it way down, not reliving it, not experiencing it, not allowing yourself to feel it. And projection is taking that emotion, frustration, and projecting it onto somebody else. So how many times have we had our flight delayed, our order was wrong, whatever it is, and we get frustrated. Controlling your emotions isn't suppressing it, but rather not projecting it. Because that person that you're interacting with, whether they're a flight attendant or the person that got your, your order, that took your order, when you project it onto them, yes, it might feel kind of good in that release, but they end up carrying it. And that's, that's a big part that I was talking about food with the animals that get mistreated. When we consume their flesh, we end up carrying some of that energy. And the same works when you, and you see it all the time, right? Like in corporate America. This boss is getting, you know, his neck is being breathed down by these investors and these shareholders. So he goes to the middle management guy and he blows up on him. And then the middle management guy goes to the employee and blows up on him. And now the employee goes to the Starbucks barista and blows up on her because she got his order wrong. And now she, you know, and it keeps going. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. So what we need to understand is when it comes to emotions, unless we're able to really feel it through, it's going to pass on to other people. And just like there's a positive ripple effect that you can do somebody something nice for somebody or you can help somebody grow into a better person and they affect everyone around them in a positive way, the same is true for when you're projecting emotions. So it's really important to create that space for yourself to really feel it through whatever it really is. And anger is a big one. I had a consultation call 
I think I think it was like three months ago. And, you know, this person was not where they wanted to be. And what's most frustrating for them was that they remembered a time very recently where they were on top of they were on top of their goals, their habits. Every day felt like they were unblocking some new greatness. It was an amazing time. And it's really hard when you have such a deep transformative experience because anytime that you're not in that state it almost feels like man i wish i could go back to there and there's this you know grass is greener kind of idea and wanting to go back to that old version of yourself but at the end of the day you're you're a more expanded version but that's beside the point you know we were talking and he said a big part of the frustration and he would get angry he would get angry because he wasn't at this place and because he thought he shouldn't be getting angry he ended up suppressing it and it came out in self-destructive behaviors like blacking out drunk you know and and things like that and and furthermore he really couldn't stop it it was a cycle that he just wasn't able to to stop and it was because he didn't understand that there are healthy ways to express anger because for me i i thought it was okay punching holes in the wall oh, oh no that's bad okay and then there was no real alternative it was just hey don't do that And it wasn't until I was 26, 27 that I started learning some healthy ways to express anger, like a primal scream, like uh, stomping your feet around, like tensing up your entire body, throwing a temper tantrum, just like a toddler would, are all really great ways to express that emotion and allow it to flow through you. And what you'll find is that on the other side of that emotional breakthrough is a clarity like you wouldn't believe. And it's so crazy because intellectually, you can understand something, but until it comes out of the body, until the body experiences it, you don't really see yourself on the other side. So it's 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 truly magical what you can do when you create that space to feel. And what does that space look like, right? Well, it could look like just a safe space where there's no eyes on you, right? Because anytime that there's eyes on you, whether it's people that you trust or love, you show a different side of yourself. The Japanese said that we have three faces that we walk around with. One, we show the general world, right? Like this is the face that we kind of show everybody. And then the second face is this face that we show close friends and family. So it's a little bit more of an authentic uh, face, a more authentic side of ourselves. And the last side is the side, the face that we show no one but ourselves. And true authenticity is collapsing all three faces and only showing that one face that you show only to yourself and showing up everywhere in the world with that one face. That's true, true authenticity. Now, it doesn't mean that politically it's the best move, especially if you're in certain industries, it might not be the best move for you, but strictly speaking from a factual you know, point of view, uh, that is the most authentic expression, the, the, the first uh, face. So creating a space looks like getting into a place where there's no distractions, there's nobody there that you can feel those eyes and whether they're judgmental or not, you know, creating a nice safe space for yourself, uh, having it feel very comfortable, very comfortable so you can express these things and then having the tools. A journal is a really great way to express that. Um, you know, getting getting a uh, an open canvas like a whiteboard or a piece of paper and just scribbling and just going crazy. I mean, really, it's just allowing yourself to express whatever it is, whatever it is that's in you, without any form of judgment. If you want to scream around and throw yourself, you know, all over the, literally bouncing off the walls, that's fine. That's okay, and that's welcome. 
as long as you create a safe, healthy space to allow that to flow through you, it's not going to get stuck and create these blockages. Because the thing is, the body keeps the score. The body always keeps the score. And you can tell yourself over and over again, I'm not stressed. No, I'm good. I'm good. But you'll notice that your face might be breaking out. Hell, you might even develop a hemorrhoid, you know, and 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 that's because there's something within you that you're not necessarily acknowledging. And your body is always going to acknowledge it. Your body's always going to know, even if your mind isn't there, even if it's not, hasn't wrapped, you know, around that. So all emotions are, are healthy. That's the thing. That's what we don't really understand, right? One of my favorite thought leaders, his name is Peter Crone. He said, you know, what if you were hosting a dinner party for your emotions? And you go through the guest list and you go, oh, nice, joys, joys coming through. Okay, joys, fun, fun, nice, nice. Oh, pride. You know, pride can can be a little, you know, it can be a lot, but uh, I love having pride here. Yeah. Oh, sadness. Uh, I don't know if we should invite sadness. I don't know. But the value comes from having all of these emotions at the dinner table together and enjoying in the full depth of the human experience. It's like the quote says, sun wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for rain right we need those dark emotions to feel the difference and the contrast between them so all emotions are really healthy they're all teachers they're all here to teach us something we just have to be mindful enough and open enough to be accepting of what they're here to teach us and sometimes those lessons are hard i'm not gonna lie to you folks sometimes though that's that's a tough pill to swallow the emotion that's there and and the meaning behind it which at the end of the day we all assign you know we assign meaning to these different emotions and if we have the ability to assign them we can assign or rewrite different meanings which can have a complete different physiological effect on us um completely but all emotions at the end of the day are really healthy and understanding that is really important so when sadness comes up allowing yourself to feel sadness is important allowing yourself to feel grief is important because if not once again they become stuck and it ends up sabotaging you in ways that you can't even understand because intellectually you're like i don't know why i keep running into these old patterns i don't know why i keep attracting these same old partners like i have no idea what it is and what it is is on an emotional level there's some stuff that's stuck that hasn't been released and that's why in the second episode i talk about breath and that's why it was one of the fundamental episodes because breath is a great way to release all of that stuck trauma and emotions that you have no idea were even there when you sit down and you starve out all these distractions and simply just breathe deep from the belly for 20, 30 minutes, you'll be incredibly surprised at what comes up and what comes through you and and, and pains that you didn't even register come up and, and get released. So creating a space to feel that and, and having the tools to be able to allow those emotions to, full, to flow through you is everything. It's, it's really everything. And one of the last pieces that I want to speak on when it comes to emotion is that emotion is akin to your vibration. Your emotional state is your vibrational state. They are very closely related, if not one and the same. And if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. So at a very high vibration, excitement, for example, 
it, what is the body language of somebody that's excited? You could literally see them being very outwardly, you know, uh, moving around a lot quicker. They're quite literally vibrating at a faster rate and that's tied to the emotion. Now let's take the complete other side of it, go all the way to the other side of the spectrum and think about depression, you know, or sadness, deep, deep, deep sadness. It's almost like a very hunched over inward kind of um, less expanding outward, less moving, less quick uh, vibrational state. And that's akin to the emotional state. And then neutral is just like you're just kind of there. You're not really action dagger all over the place, but you're also not, you know, curled into yourself. You're, you're, you're somewhere in the middle. So understanding your emotional state as it relates to your vibrational state is super important because your vibrational state is affected not just by what happens, but what you eat, the thoughts you tell yourself. So all of that can influence your emotions. How you're eating can influence your emotions. And I see this a lot with people emotionally eating. And I think it would be, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't kind of cover this topic really briefly, but emotional eating happens with a lot of people in which it's hard for them to process whatever emotions are coming up and they might feel the need to numb themselves with these foods. And, and that's where the term comfort food comes from. Now, this isn't a, a, a terribly bad thing as long as you're aware of it and you understand it. And, and you know, you, that's what intuitive eating is all about is understanding the role that food plays in your emotional states and your vibrational states and, and how you can manipulate the foods that you eat, the frequency of the, you know, of the foods that you eat to bring you higher, bring you lower, depending on what it is that you need in that moment. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, but if you're unaware of it, that's where a lot of health complications can arise. And that's where you could really run into trouble if you're just kind of emotionally eating and not doing anything to kind of uh, fix it in, in a way. So I think at the end of the day, acceptance is such a huge part of this. It's accepting whatever emotion is really there. Uh, is just accepting it and and this you know really crazy story uh, i'll sign off with this is the last thing i'll say and then i promise i'm out but i remember this one time i was chilling back home in new jersey i was at my folks house this must have been like two years ago and i just couldn't shake this feeling of anxiety and i literally tried everything i tried meditating i tried journaling i tried breathing i tried every shaking it off I, I everything that i could think of every tool in my toolbox was used and it wasn't going away <laughs> and i remember this like it's yesterday i remember exactly where i was laying uh, i know how the process went it was so crazy but i told myself i literally surrendered to that feeling and i was like you know what okay whatever all right whatever you're here to teach me whatever i accept it i accept it i have no control over this i accept whatever is present with me and i kid you not folks i kid you not within two seconds of saying that as soon as i finished saying that because i said it out loud this tension it felt like a brick was sitting on my uh upper abdomen it felt like a brick was there and then it just floated off and i was like what the f like what <laughs> How is that possible? And it was really acceptance. It was really just accepting what was happening in the moment. And that shifted everything. It, it really shifted everything. So when it comes down, down to emotions, I mean, there's a lot of ground to cover. There's a lot to talk about. 
Um, as I mentioned before, this is really just the basics. We're just covering all of the basics before diving into these, you know, deep, controversial topics, which I'll definitely be jumping into. But, you know, when it comes to emotions, as a recap, it's important to feel them, understand them as passing visitors, let them come through and teach you what they need to teach you. Sometimes it's great to label them. Other times it's better to just feel them. And that's where you and your intuition and trusting yourself and how you navigate through the world is really going to be paramount. It's going to be super important because nobody can tell you how to do you better than you. <laughs> so it's time that you start trusting yourself in that capacity. And just understand that when these emotions come up, it's natural. It's a part of the human experience. And it's a big reason is why we decided to incarnate here and experience these things. You know, so shun not the struggle for it is God's gift. And I truly believe that. So with that, family, thank you for tuning in. Another powerful episode. I hope you got some value out of it. And I'll see you guys on the next one. And as always, family, let's get this growth. Talk soon.